Again, appreciate Nolan and his reading and desire to be of service to God in whatever way that he can. Pray that we always encourage him and all of our young people to continue to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it. We rejoice and be glad in it because it's a sunny day out there, as opposed to what we had earlier this week, and we're grateful for that. We're grateful to be in the house of the Lord, be able to worship and to serve God. Grateful for your presence and your attendance here this morning. And as I mentioned to the auditorium class, my mother would be highly disappointed in me if I did not say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. So we wish you a Happy Mother's Day. It's an interesting section of Scripture as you read about Jesus as a young boy, and as you read about the trip to Jerusalem, he's meeting and discussing with the men in the congregation, in the synagogue, and then telling his mom that he had to be about his father's business. And she didn't fully understand all of that, and as they return home, those latter verses have a lot to say. Jesus continued in subjection to them, but he grew in grace and favor with God and with man as well. Thinking about the creation of God, thinking about Genesis 1, 26 and 27, when God said, let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness, and he created them male and female, created he them. He created them male and female. That's the male perspective of things. God created, this is it, that's how it goes. I think there's another side that comes out in Genesis 2. I think that's the female side, if you will. Genesis 2, 7. And God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Later, God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam took a rib from his side, and he created woman. There you see love, and you see compassion. We think about woman, and we oftentimes, when we talk about Mother's Day, may refer to Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 28. Think about how the woman, the godly woman, is described there. And how her children may rise up and cause her, call her blessed. And I think as well, God has shown a side of his periodically through the scriptures that show us the love and the compassion that is often found in mothers. We can read in the Gospel of Luke and in chapter 1, starting in verse 26, and you can read on down through there. About the angel Gabriel appearing to Mary. And the compassion that she has and the understanding that she has. She says in verse 38, 
Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And all that took place in the prophecies concerning Jesus, it is said that Mary treasured these words and pondered on them from time to time as what was to take place in her life and in the life of the child that she would bring forth. We're reminded of another side of God that sometimes we do not see. One is found in Isaiah 66 and in verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. As one whom his mother comforts, God says, I will comfort you. Talk about his people. There's something about the love of a mother, the compassion that she shows and the comfort that she gives to her children. That is unparalleled. The mother has that tendency of seeing the best in her children all the way through their life. And she's the one that we as children will go to when we want the comfort. Dads are not real good at that at times. Sometimes they work at that. But if it's hurt, they run to mom. They want the comfort there. But I want us to catch a glimpse, if you will, the compassion that God has on us as his children, that as a mother comforts her child, I will comfort you, says the Lord, and I will comfort you in Jerusalem. We see a little bit of it in Jesus' life. In the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 23, and in verse 37, where Jesus is talking about Jerusalem as he sees the city from afar. And begins to weep over it. As a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, so would I gather you, I would have gather you under my wings, but you would not able, would not allow that. As a hen, a mother, gathers her chicks, her children, under her wings for protection. Jesus said, I, would wa- I wanted to do that with you. Compassion. But you would not allow that to take place. So we see God the Father is described as one who would comfort his children as a mother comforts her children. We see it in Jesus as one who would be like a hen would gather her chicks under her wings to protect them. But they would not do that. And then in John 14 and verse 16, the Holy Spirit is described as a helper as a comforter as well. God cares for his people. In a scene again, and mothers, they are very special people. No one has more hopes, dreams, or ambitions and love for a child in the way that a mother does. She watches over her children and hurts when they hurt. She's there to encourage and to comfort them. Many times in their lives when they've been thrown this curveball. 
And oftentimes she knows their need before they really do. She has that sixth sense about her. Knows when a child needs to be comforted. As a mother comforts her child or her children, so I will comfort you, says the Lord. Do we catch that? Do we catch the, the depths that God has? We, we deal with the facts. He created a world. He created us. He set things into motion and he watches over us. He moves in a mysterious way to his wonders to perform. He laid out a plan of redemption before the foundation of the world. He's carefully executed it. He specified it throughout history. He's named names and places and situations long before they came into being. And we oftentimes will deal with that. But do we deal with the depths of his love for us? Do we deal with the depths of his love and his concern and at times his hurt as a mother hurts for her children? Do we catch the depths of his protection? It's often been said, you know, if you attack somebody's child, you better watch out for Mama Bear because she will protect her children. Do we believe that about God? Do we believe in the depths of his compassion for us? A mother will allow her child to grow and to learn at times make mistakes, at times correct. But the love is always there. And it's no difference in the eyes of God for us. He's created us after his own image. We bear a likeness of God. It's not the physical, but we bear that likeness of God. He cares for his creation. And he protects his creation. He protects his people. What we have the scriptures for to remind us of his compassion for his children. From Adam and Eve. All the way down to the present day until as long as this world stands. He cares for his children. He's made promises to his children that they need to know. A child may not fully understand the security of home, but they do know their security at home. That they can find safety there. Do we not understand God's care for us as we live in this world, as we have our ups and our downs, our disappointments along the way? Paul, Paul reminds us in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, that there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. And God will not allow you to be tempted above what you're able to bear, but with every temptation will provide the way of escape. As a child of God, do I claim that promise? Do I understand the depths of that promise? It has a twofold side to it, if you will. The promise is God will not allow me to be tempted above what I am able to bear. 
He will provide the way of escape. The other side is, I make the choice. Will I resist the temptation or will I give in to it? He's made provisions for me. And I need to know that in this world in which I live. I need to have that understanding as I walk through this world and I face trials and tribulations. I face a world that is in rebellion to God. That chooses not to obey God. Has chosen in our country and getting more so every day to live in open rebellion to God. And to challenge God, if you will, I dare you to say that what I'm doing is wrong and that it's not acceptable in your sight. And who are you to tell me that in the first place? And I'm going to put pressure, the world says, on those who you claim as your own to see where they do stand. Do they, do, do they believe that God is greater than the world which he's created and that he is in control. I may not understand the direction. I may not understand the trials that come that test the faith. But I do need to be convinced and assured that as a mother comforts her children, God says, I will comfort you. And for those of that day in Isaiah, I will comfort you in Jerusalem. For those of our day, The old days, Jerusalem is where God had caused his name to dwell. It was in Jerusalem that he met with his people in the temple and at the sacrifices. So today it's the church. Do you not believe that in the church, in the body of Christ that gave his life for us, that he does not comfort us? That he does not console us? That as a mother, that he does not wrap his arms of love around us, lets us weep, but lets us draw strength from who he is so that we could go on and do the things that God would have us to do. Mary would hear a lot of things from the angel Gabriel about what her son would do about the hurt that he would go through all the details were not given for her at that time but she kept all these things in her heart and she pondered on them and thought about them. We've been blessed to have been given the living word of God 
in a written form. We've been blessed to have this written word freely accessible to us. And that it is this full, as it is intended to be, is just full of the love of God for his children. Do we draw from it? Do we face the trials of life in light of his word? I was going to say that a mother just has her children for a short period of time and they scamper off into the world. For those of you that are older and those of you that have mothers that are older have also found out that you still have a mother. I've mentioned at times I remember a, a mother who was about 95 telling her 78-year-old daughter, I'm still your mother, and I know what is best for you. The mother's love is there. God's love is there. Sometimes we think we have it all figured out. And then sometimes we find the rug jerked out from under our feet. But God has not abandoned us. He already knows. He's already made provisions. There's no telling how many countless times this family of God here have encouraged one another. For he gave us one another for. After I became a Christian, I saw very little of my parents. And as I've said before, I've traveled from coast to coast and north to south. And wherever I've been, and whatever, wherever I was at, I've always had grandparents and parents, and particularly mothers and grandmothers. They've been a blessing. Doug mentioned this morning the influence that his grandmother had on him. It's what he gave his family for. Why he told us in the very beginning, it's not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper for him, a help meet. It's not good to be alone. God did not intend that to be the case. We, on the other hand, tend to desire sometimes that independence. I can make my own choices, and I can live with my own choices. But oftentimes I need also to understand God still cares. He still works his wonders to perform. He moves in a mysterious way as his will is being worked out. And there's always a time in our life we need to be able to say thank God 
that you've loved us. Thank God that he's patient with us. Thank God that he still works with us. And thank you, God, for saving my soul. Creation tells me there's a God whose power is indescribable and beyond comprehension. His word tells me that God is indescribable, loving, and patient beyond comprehension. When we rebel, he's still there. When we forget that he's there, he's still there. His desire is that we would learn his nature. And his desire is that we would learn or long to desire to imitate that nature. One of the joys of parenthood is watching your children grow in desire to be like you. The problem we have is the same problem God has. Well, he had the same problem too, identically, but the problem we have as parents is that children love you. Children know you, and children imitate you. And it's not always the good qualities that they imitate. They pick up the other characteristics as well. They know your voice. They know your limits. And they're always testing those limits. We do likewise with God. He does not have negative qualities, so we're not able to pick those up. But there's no greater joy, cannot be any greater joy that God has. Either as a father or as a mother who comforts her children, he can have no greater joy than see us strive to imitate him. What is the depths of your love for God? What is your heart's desire towards the one who so loved you that he gave? He gave his best. What is your heart's desire to the one who says, I've prepared a home for you. And one day I will come and take you home with me to be eternally in the house of God. 
What choices do we make along the way? Are we drawn closer to God? Or are we allowing the world with all its traps, all its temptations, to have a sway that is greater than our love for God. May it never be. May it never be that the sway of the world is greater than our love for God. May we know the depths of his love, his desire for us. May we have that desire to do his will within our life. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. What a beauty there is in the thoughts of that song. That he does not force himself upon you. He does not compel you to do his will. But softly and tenderly, he calls you to come home. If our life is not where it needs to be, we're not yet that child of God and need to repent of sins that separate us from his will, to confess him as the Lord and as the Savior, to obey him in baptism for the forgiveness of our sins so that we may be raised to walk a new life as a child of the living God, or as a child of God who may have begun to let the world have its sway and to pull you a little bit away from God. It's time to come home. It may be that you simply need to do that privately in your life. It may be that you need the help of your brothers and sisters in Christ. But is there any way that we can help you or assist you in making your life right with God? Jesus is softly and tenderly calling. We bid you to come as together we stand and sing.